everyone. Welcome back to our creative affair. How are you doing, Len? I'm well. How are you? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's always so exciting to be back, isn't it? I know. And you know, it was so fun to record uh, the episode last week with Michael. So if you guys haven't listened to that one, the one with our guest, Michael O'Neill, go back and listen to that one too. But listen to us talk today first. <laughs> Get some new ideas. <laughs> it was so exciting. It's motivated us to do lots more with other people, hasn't it, Bree? Yes. Yes, totally. So yeah, we're, we're excited. We've got some plans. So super fun. And we're, of course, we are always loving doing this. If we didn't love doing it, then we probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> so as long of as it's fun, not. yeah, right. As long as it's fun and our creative ideas keep flowing, um, then we are here. We are in it. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about, we have a whole list of ideas and Len and I were discussing, you know, we, we write down all of these ideas in our notes. And sometimes I think, didn't we have a couple of times ago, we had, uh, we were talking and you were like, oh, I just wrote down two. So yes, <laughs> doing it all the time. <laughs> I know. I know. We always, we always have new ideas while we're discussing and that's a really beautiful thing. So today we're going to talk about the question, who do you make art for? Mm. So, who do you make art for, Len? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, actually, honestly, that's a scary question, Brie, because right? I, uh, you have to be honest with yourself when you do this. And I, I can say, you know, with a wave of my hand, uh, my art's much better when I make it for myself. And um, isn't it wonderful to be so immersed in your art? And it's all about me, me, me. And when I don't think about my audience, my work seems to be so much better. But I do have to admit and be honest that I get such a kick out of showing people my work. And I, I think to say that it's only for me is wrong and uh, that there's actually more to it than a one-sided answer. And at different times in my life, I've had quite different uh, approaches to art making by having different focuses uh, while I'm making it uh, in that same process. Yeah, if I had to be honest, I'm I feel similar. I I feel uh, in a, a similar way to you. I I love making photographs and right now my art is my photography, but that's not, and this is for you too. That's not the only kind of art we've ever done or will ever do, right? Is photography. But I, I do it a lot for myself. And I have to say, like when I go out to make photographs, it's a lot for me because I know how I'm going to feel. It's like a, an emotional reward. Like I know how I'm going to feel when I'm out you know, doing it. Like we, you know, we talk about the passion, you know, like this is called a creative affair. We talk about the passion of our, of creating art. And that is a lot for me anyway, of what it's about is feeling that 
desire to go out and the the adrenaline when I'm doing it and and all of the emotions that come with it even sometimes like disappointment and frustration but a lot of it is for me and then and then there's that other facet where I do want to share like sometimes when I'm making my work and it is for me but when I'm making it, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to share this with other people, you know, or I can't wait. I've even thought this about you, Len. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go show Len this, this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't well, maybe what's happening there is that you're separating the, um, making it for, as I am too, and the, the enjoyment of showing people, isn't it? And so the the two go hand in hand. Uh, one of the things that I don't know is frustrates me about this question is that uh, I remember a time, and this was when I was planning my gallery, and I was running around, and I was chasing location names, and I remember wanting to hashtag. Well, I suppose that's in more of a modern language, and this is uh, nearly um, twenty, thirty years ago. I wanted to have a, a photograph of Lura Falls, of Katoomba Falls, of Bridal Bale Falls, and it was an, as a name-chasing exercise that I wanted. And I wanted my photographs not to be uh, like everyone else's, but I was methodically planning locations based on titles for an audience to have them in a gallery. While I was out and I was – it sort of gave me direction in terms of where to go and what to do things. But I actually walked past thousands of beautiful photographs because I was, I had my blinkers on and I was so focused on this little goal that I'd set, which was around photographing a place to be easy to find in a search or to, you know, cover a breadth of a location. And as I opened my gallery and then I was in my gallery selling my work, I noticed work, what sort of work also started to sell. And then that influenced where I was taking my work. And then I started to try and I started to try and make work that I thought would sell. And this is where I really noticed the downward spiral in my work. And perhaps it was a motivational one, but as I tried to make work that I thought I could make money from, the quality of the work went absolutely south in this process. And uh, uh, I know in the years, like I've closed that and that's all in the past now, but it's actually been a, a lesson since then to return to being, um, not worrying about what people think about it. That's kind of a, uh, oops, sorry, my daughter's trying to call me. <laughs> sorry, everyone. We're not going to cut that out, are we? <laughs> I just turned off my phone. It's right in front of me. Um, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword because I think this is so personal. Because for you, you saw your, I think your satisfaction, it sounds to me like your satisfaction with what you were producing went down as you were doing things that weren't um, what you inherently wanted to do. But I think there are a lot of people that make were, you know, photographs or art or whatever you're going to make because it sells because you want to sell it. And to be honest, <laughs> 
I think being honest about why you do it is really important. And it could be that some of us make art because it sells like this is the, these are what the work, this is the work I make that I'm going to sell. And this is my special work that I'm making that I might not really show anyone because it, nobody cares about it, but me, you know? And so there, (laughs) there are so many different kinds of motivations. I think it is important to be honest and recognize those and because when we are honest with ourselves, then we can start doing the work that really means something to us. I think, I don't think that making work to sell is a problem. <laughs> no, it was just a problem for me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and then, you know what, because of that, I see like, and you can tell me whether or not I get this right, but it looks to me like you were like, well, maybe this isn't the path I want to take. Maybe the path I want to take is to be an educator because this fulfills me. This is more satisfying to me. I get to make the art I want to, I get to help other people make the art they want to, and everyone wins. Right. So did I get that right? Yes. yes. Yeah, very much so. I, there was a, a moment in my life where I um, started to become a professional um, photographer and uh, do professional photography shoots and portrait sittings for people. And uh, I was commissioned by, uh, like, for example, the Lura Main Street Committee to, to do a portfolio of the town. I was commissioned to do portraits of people. and. I didn't enjoy it. I I didn't enjoy working to someone else's brief Mm. and trying to have to perform under those particular circumstances. And uh, actually figuring that out at that point and uh, being able to steer away from it was incredibly helpful. And I'm sure that I have the skills and uh, the the drive to be successful in things that I'm focused and want to do, but I didn't find that uh, I enjoyed working in that particular way. This way that I've ended up in, which is, yes, creating um, a financial security through education and getting such a reward through teaching has actually led me to creative freedom and uh, this ability to be able to produce work for my own enjoyment and not worry about what the audience thinks about it anymore. And that has been one of the most liberating and beautiful steps for me is to stop thinking about the audience, but to still enjoy the audience when it comes along and that people absolutely uh, love the work. And part of this, Brie, was about if I'm imagining what the other person wants, it seems to take away a little bit of the creativity for me. And that's where I, I started to fall down that rabbit hole of it not feeling um, as, as inspiring. And I think it was the same when I worked out what would sell. It became formula, formulatic. Is that the right word? What's the word there? Formulaic. Came <laughs> formalic, yes. It came to a, a set of rules yes. and predictable. Yeah. And it was the predictability that actually caught me out in the end. And uh, you're absolutely right. You've got to figure out what it is for you as an individual, don't you? And each of us are different. Working out who we are and what makes us tick 
is really uh, one of the key ingredients uh, to uh, understanding how to keep and have a creative life, don't you think? Yeah. I I talk um, not a lot, but I have talked about, you know, having that creative spirit, you know, that, that um, inherent creativity that drives us to do, you know, whatever we, you know, we, we do, whatever we create. And I don't think that, I don't think all of those things that you talk about, like if you want to sell your work or, you know, make um, photography that you love, or I'm sorry, not even photography, but art that you love. I don't think those have to all be the same. I think you can separate out different ways, like different reasons why you do art. You know, I mean, we know some of the great artists started by doing commissions, you know? (laughs) And so, you know, you know, portrait painters, right. And then they would make art that was distinctly theirs, the things that they wanted to do because doing the commissions made it so that they could make the, the things that they wanted to do. I don't think that either of those have to be, I don't think we have to choose one or the other. Does that make sense? Like I like I make art for me because I don't need to su- personally in my life, I don't need to support myself with my photography, right? But if I did, I would be choosing some other things, but I would still be making the work that I wanted to make on the side, and I don't know that I would hate doing the other work. Like if I decided I really needed to do like real estate photography, totally a different genre. Somebody mentioned that the other day and I kind of bristled at it and I thought, well, I guess I could do that (laughs) if I (laughs) take pictures of people's houses, but there's nothing wrong with that. Like if, and some people find it interesting and challenging and they're, they're always looking for new ways to do this, to do this stuff. So I, I just think it's super interesting that we all make work for different reasons. And it could even be like, we want to gift it to somebody. I think we wrote down here, like gift it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, like fun selling. What are some other ways that reasons that we might make our, Oh, Oh, I know who is that photographer, Len? I cannot remember her name. After she passed, she just made photographs. I know you know her name. And they found boxes and boxes of her film. That oh, Vivian never... Mayer. Yes. Yeah. She never even saw her photographs. They were all, it was all negatives or they were just undeveloped. It was just undeveloped film. I can't remember what it was. Do you remember? Well, uh, she's an interesting case in point because, um, uh, a lot of people say she didn't want her work to be seen and that she was such a private person. And she even described herself as uh, being a, a thief or, a, you know, a spy in, in, her, in her language of what she did. And she had a door lock on her door so that um, she worked as a nanny. People couldn't actually even get in and, and touch her things. Um, and it's hypothesised that she didn't want her work being seen. But she did write to gallery, a gallery, I think it was in France or in uh, Europe somewhere, and, and actually ask to have an exhibition. So uh, I think that the, her, her driver and the reality and uh, actually what she could do and her obsession all mixed in together and uh, 
we someone post is posthumously um, makes so many assumptions about who she was and what she was doing, and we really don't know what her her drive is. I had a really interesting conversation about this with a, a friend of mine, Michelle, um, many many years ago, and she's a lithographer. And uh, uh, when she was studying at art school, she won awards and was chosen to be one of the artists out in the world by the art community and all the, you know, she was doing incredibly well. I was talking to her about Vivian Mayer and said, oh, isn't it a shame that Vivian didn't want her work being seen? I didn't understand, I didn't know at that time that she'd even asked for an exhibition and, and, and wanted one. And, and Michelle said to me, Glenn, what's wrong with making art for me and not showing anyone? And why why can't I do that? And why can't she be allowed to do that? And why why does it have to be shown? And it was this wake up call where Michelle sort of slapped me in the face and said, "Len, uh, you're making a huge assumption about what someone should be doing with their artwork, and it's not sad at all that she didn't show anyone her work. That's just how it was, and." Uh, um, it's sad the gallery said no, and uh, we would have all loved to have seen it, but we can make work very, very private for ourselves. In fact, I have a huge, huge collection uh, of art that I haven't shown people that's made color. for... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a huge body of colour work and uh, there's a, a, a huge a body of work of, of people too that I haven't really shown people as well. So why not enjoy making work for, for yourself without actually having an audience? Right. I wonder if Vivian would be mad that she has a whole book about her right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, many, many books and so many exhibitions right. and uh, uh, people are taking financial advantage of her work. And it was um, incredible. I, I need to read more about her because I, I don't know enough. So, um, you know, I know about her work, but I don't know enough. So I'll put her on my to-study list. <laughs> There's a documentary film about her too, and uh, you can rent that for four bucks or something at the moment. I like and, it. Uh, it's worth watching and uh, it, it's worth looking at her story because also you have uh, somehow her collection got split and you had actually um, two collectors uh, owning different parts of the collection. And then uh, eventually uh, you also have the family coming back, you know, the I think it's the nephews or um, great nephews coming back and saying, well, um, where's our share of what's going on? So it, it's quite an interesting story to unfold and unpack uh, what's happening there. And it was funny because I was talking about it only the other day that why are we so obsessed with her work? And right. uh, I find that is a really interesting question to discuss and look at as well. Well, I think psychologically it's fascinating because like you love making work to, you know, you love sharing it. Right. And, and then I think a lot of us love sharing our work. Like, I think a lot of us have that mindset, like why create it if we can't share it, you know, if it's, if we print something and it's tangible or we paint something, you know, and she just, 
didn't, like it wasn't in the world. And I think we're all intrigued by this idea that we could create things that aren't put out to the world, like purely maybe even for our own satisfaction that no one sees. And it's it's kind of a, it is definitely like a conundrum. Like why create something that's beautiful or maybe that we perceive to be beautiful, right? Because everyone has their idea. We'll probably talk about this in another episode. <laughs> I, I do have some feelings and thoughts about this because uh, I, your perception of me is that I share all my work. No, and, I don't um, think so. I no, I know you have a body of work that we don't share. And I have a body of work that I don't share either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, um, I'm fearful of sharing my work mm. and it's it's really funny. Like uh, I hang an exhibition and at that last minute um, I back off on the marketing. Like <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on with my psychology there, but there's a little <laughs> bit of fear about being successful or being critiqued publicly or, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting um uh, playoff that goes on in the mind, and like I can um, understand uh, how scary it is to put your work out into the public domain. For sure, uh, it is, and you sort of you you can pull back. I know when I'm going to post a photograph that actually choosing it can take longer than any other part of that process. <laughs> wandering through, like, <laughs> oh, what should I show someone today? And then um, sometimes the fear of even doing that. Uh, means that a week goes past before you put up another uh, image to share. And it's not as if uh, I'm lacking of images to show, um, but the decision-making and also, you know, some sort of uh, long, deep-seated doubt about um, the worth of the work gets in the way. Yeah, I think we all have similar, well, if it's not similar, we all have some, I call it mind drama. And it's really emotional energy that we expend on thinking about all of these things, whether it's to share it or, you know, what we think our work is worth and, and all of that. So we could figure out what's going on with you, Lynn. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, that's we'll good. just schedule a Zoom that's session. Um, I I want to say too, on a personal note. That so I have you just sent me today. This is a personal, really fresh personal story. But, um, and we've had kind of drifted a little bit from our original topic, but, uh, you asked me to submit some work to Lens Journal. And, um, I have so many thoughts about submitting this work because this is work that I personally love that I actually don't know that is. I don't think it has to be everybody's cup of tea, but I'm actually a little bit nervous about, I'm kind of nervous about showing it to the world. I mean, I see you sent me that video of you were just flipping through the journal cause it's, you, it's been printed. Was that the, was that the, um, the proof? Oh no, it's the final the today, final. Claire and I posted out. <laughs> so you'll soon have it in your oh, hands. I'm so excited. And it's absolutely beautiful, <laughs> Brie. <laughs> okay. I'm excited, but here's the thing is I think, this is my first time having multiple images in a, in a, like a published, you know, in something that's published. And, and I do have some like doubts, like, do I like, do I like, how much do I like it? Will other people like it? And, and why did I make this work? I mean, I, I have some, I have some real like reservations about sharing this really, cause this, this work 
really is very personal for me. And so it's probably not a big deal, but also because it's so personal because it really, this work is stuff that I love, like this is stuff that I created with that, that, you know, we talked about, you know, I say that creative spirit, that inherent creativity, this is like Mm. me. And so, so I think when we're putting ourselves out there to like, it's like burying our souls for people to see when we do this. And I think that's part of the, the hesitation, you know, do people like my work kind of equals, do people like me? And so, (laughs) so why, why did I make all that? I made it purely for me. And then there's a little bit of a barrier to sharing it. So you just like, luckily I just did it really fast and sent it to you. So, so, so I didn't have time to think about it. So, so anyway, that's just a little bit of a personal story, but I loved making that work for me and purely for me. I didn't even know if I would ever share it with anyone, you know? Well, it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, if you haven't uh, already got a copy of uh, Len's journal uh, issue, uh, volume two, issue four, and it's the last one for this year, um, there's, a, there's a handful left because it's limited edition. And then once it's sold out, it's gone. But um, this really, everyone I showed it to, Brie, loved it. So, um, uh, my ego, Claire I like it. Thanks. Is our designer um, who, who, Designs the magazine uh, says it's uh, the most gorgeous set of images, and uh, they're purple, so that that gets me in straight away <laughs> and as pink. well. They're they're all these pink. beautiful <laughs> desert pastels. I just love 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 love. But this is the point of this conversation: is who do you make art for? Mm-hmm. And um, when we do make it for this um, purely for ourselves, there's something this quite a bit of magic in there isn't there and it's a it's an interesting discussion because uh, it can feel indulgent and we talked about in um our, our creative indulgence and it can be, feel a little bit selfish and uh, very special and it can also have this little wall and fear about showing it to other people and uh, sometimes when we make work, we, we go, oh, everyone's going to love this, and we, we put it out there, and sometimes we actually make work specifically to show other people. And our conversation, hopefully today, through sharing this, is that there isn't a straight answer to this, that each person has different motivations uh, and responses, and there's nothing wrong for making it for money or making it to show or to making it for an audience. Um, but what is really important, though, is that uh, you are personally connected to it emotionally, isn't it? Yes. And I'll say this uh, last before we go is um, even if you don't, even if you're making work like to sell, like I talked about, like real estate photography or something that's commissioned or whatever, something that, you know, you need to put out there and you don't, if you make that kind of work and you don't feel connected to it, I hope that at some time that you are making some kind of work that you feel extremely connected to. And if you're not, I urge you to go figure out what that is and then do it. So. Mm. There's that. <laughs> I've got a friend who's a real estate photographer, and uh, he shows me with absolute glee the work that he does, and he, he's incredibly passionate about it. And uh, uh, and it it's hard. 
but it's hard to make a tiny house look big. It's hard to go around and move all the furniture and change all of the light bulbs so you get the most um, beautiful images of the work. And then when if you're doing like a car dealership from the outside, all the lights are different colour temperatures. It's quite a difficult job anyway. Uh, he loves his... Uh, uh, real estate photography, and uh, he shows me with absolute glee and passion. And it's a—he does it as a business, so it's a financial thing that he's doing as well. And it's a beautiful, beautiful work. So there's a, a living, breathing example. That's wonderful. I love that, and I didn't know that was so hard. I mean, I know lights are different temperatures because I've done that at my house, but there's always something. Oh, <laughs> there's always something to be considered. <laughs> I love it. Well, Len, that was a lovely conversation. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. Well, thank you very much. And um, what a wonderful thing. And uh, please uh, ask yourselves, who do you mm -hmm. make your photography for? Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend subscribing, and leaving us a review. Thanks. If you'd like to learn more about creative photography, visit lenmetcalf.com, where you can find links to Len's photography school, videos, and publications. He would love to invite you to sign up to his newsletter. To find out more about my work, including my photography and mentoring in my Creative Confidence group coaching program, visit creativemindscoach.com. See you next time.